BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm right in front of my footsteps, thinking of a plan. Looking like Raggedy Ann or throwing hands, kicking a can. What's up, everyone? This is Tim. Welcome to the library. Once again, we're going to go outside the library to speak with one of the legends of this rap game, Cool G Rap. So one of my first interviews was with uh, How to Rap author Paul Edwards, where you write the forward. And the reason why Paul had you write the forward is because all those rappers said that you were the most influential part of why they started rapping. So I'm wondering, do you hear that in today's rappers? If so, which ones? Uh, I mean, how do you feel about, you know, these people saying that you're one of the most influential rappers that they, that's why they started rapping? I mean, uh, I, I mean, from the, from the dudes that, that uh, mentioned my name, Mm-hmm. The caliber of rappers that that bring up G Rap name is one of their main influences. I mean, it's like a it's like a big honor to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like over, it's it's overwhelming. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I just take a lot of a lot of honor in that. You know what I mean? Especially with names, you know, like with the likes of Nas, Jay Z, Eminem, Raekwon, Prodigy. You know, dudes that that I really enjoy their craft, and, and um, I really appreciate their craft and. And I, I prop them just as much as they prop me. So mm. the the be looked at like that by these names is like is really incredible, man. The, the one thing I, the one thing that I've always found was kind of interesting is that when you rapped and when like you know Public Enemy rapped and all those guys rapped, we kind of you guys were coming out of like Reaganomics. Uh, you know when you did street when you did Streets of New York, you came that was during the Koch period. So we I think as we got an older. My generation and older, we we always like knew where you guys were coming from and where you got that, you know, your inspiration from, and we knew why rap began. Like rap was, you know, became as the voice of the voiceless. But rap has now has been so successful that, well, I guess what I'm asking is that can you tell what's what's fantasy and what's reality in today's rap, and has rap kind of hurt himself by being so successful? I think it lost its hunger. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean. By 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 rap losing his hunger kind of lost his soul to me. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's it's not even just um, uh, so much just rap. It's like music in general just seemed like it just kind of lost his soul, and mm-hmm. that's because we not we not in the same struggle like we we was back then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I grew up in an era where. Like, my mother and, and other kids' mothers I know, like, they used to clean up white people's houses. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and things of that nature. You know, it was, a, it was a totally different struggle. You know what I'm saying? As as opposed to now, like, kids, like, they, they parents got fairly decent jobs and, and, and make good money and stuff like that and live a lot more decent than, 
down. We grew up, I mean, we was, we were still struggling. You know what I'm saying? We was like a, a welfare generation. So it was like totally different. And, um, and it shows in the music now. And how, how do you think, I mean, how do you think this generation can learn to get that hunger again or learn to get that creativity again? I mean, they, I, I think they would just have to stop, um, just stop trying to repeat what they see in somebody else doing. Like, I think it's too many artists in the game that's just doing it just because they see somebody else doing it, but it's not really coming from the heart. Right. It's, it's just like they only see one side of it. They see the jury, the money, the, the, the women. And, and and they just see that side of it, you know what I'm saying? Like they forget all about struggle, and and and, and pretty much rapping about topics that the majority of people can relate to. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can't relate to driving around in a, in a Phantom. Everybody can't relate to a uh, hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry on your neck. Right. Like it's like it's like where's the where's the um where's the struggle at? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever, when you were, when you were, when you started out, did you ever picture, or did you ever hope, I guess, for rap to become this popular, or was you know there's something that you what, like? Did you worry that if it became this popular, this would be the result? Like what's happening today? You know what? I I, could, I really couldn't have put my finger on that back then when I was coming up. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, when I <clears throat> when I did start, yeah, I did have um plans to want to become popular. You know what I'm saying, but it wasn't it wasn't just strictly to become popular, just to uh, you know to, um, to have money and to be rich or whatever. I mean, of course, that's part of the reason, but but my main reason was I wanted I wanted to share my talent with the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wanted, I wanted to give the world something what G Rap could do. You know what I mean? Right. And I I think I accomplished that on on so many different levels. Where, where it exceeded my generation that I came up in, and it went past that, and, and this is, it trickled on down to um, even maybe cats in the recent generation. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I mean, it really wouldn't be a lot right now in this generation because they so detached from what the golden era would have been considered to be as far as hip hop is concerned. But I still get called for features, so so. I mean, that obviously got to tell anybody something. You know what I mean? When, when when someone calls you up, I mean, do you how do you decide whether you're going to work with this 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 artist or not? Like, I mean, is it anyone, or is it like, do you look at their body of work and see what you can contribute? Do you like to take on those artists that you feel are lacking something, and then kind of rap on their track to show them what they're missing? I mean, how do you how do you go about working with an artist? I mean, well, being being that it's, this is my bread and butter too. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I earn a living. I mean, I can't be as particular like that. You know, I would love to. Right, right. And, and, uh, yeah, I would love to sit there and really, you know, pick, choose, and refuse on every single um, feature like that. But this is how I make a living. So I pretty much just do do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? To, to, uh, keep the lights on and keep the roof over my head and things of that nature. But, <clears throat> I mean, if I had to... Uh, if I was in a situation where I was just sitting back, pick, choosing, and refusing who I was going to work with, I mean, of course, I would look at an artist. Um, number one, I would have to feel an artist right. on a um, personal level. You know what I'm saying? I would have to feel like this artist is bringing something to the game that that G-Rap wouldn't mind combining forces with him for a collaboration. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
<clears throat> you know what I mean? But, you know, things like that. But it's another side, too. It's like even, even if somebody lacks the ability to um, to be as resilient or, or, or to be as standout as cool G Rap is, I'm still honored that people from this generation are still hitting me to um to do anything with them and, and paying and paying their hard-earned money. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of it now it really is people's hard-earned money because, you know, labels are not giving out half a million dollar deals like like they like they were doing so much back in the days. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe the late, late 90s and maybe early 2000s. And I actually want to get back to one of your your, your old bodies of work with uh, Streets of New York, which I think probably is the, the one of the anthems for my generation, especially growing up in I grew up in Washington Heights, so those are like one of the the, the anthems. That I, and I was wondering, you wrote that in 1988, and I mean, it released in 1988 during um, Mayor Ed Koch uh, the, that period or towards the end of his his term. And a lot of people argue that New York has become better. So I was wondering, what would a uh, what would a Streets of New York 2011 look like today or sound like today? Wow, it'll be a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a lot different. You know, like a lot of people, you know, like like you said, people, it did get better. You know what I mean? You don't see as many crack addicts walking around in the street, things mm. of that nature. You know, I'm not saying like it's non-existent, but it, it, it's still there to a certain degree, but it's not like how it was in the 80s. Not at all. You know that the '80s was a hot, a real hot era. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as like um, drug, at, drugs in the streets and and the violence and everything was like at an all-time high. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, it, and then just stay secluded, just to New York. I mean, it was um, all the urban neighborhoods across the map. You know, from New York to D.C. to Philly to to VA to Chicago to L.A. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just Rampant, So, so what? Like now, I mean, you know, you 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 you, you recently came out with our riches, royalty, and respect. What? What? I guess what? Uh, being in the game for so many years, what? influences you like where do you get your I guess where do you get your your lyrics from or your inspiration from well you see I mean like like I was just saying the streets is not the same really and then I'm not the same person I was you know you know more than a decade ago so I'm not in the streets on a consistent basis like that every day I'm running around in the streets and everything like that or subjected to all the same things I was subjected to you know um years ago so you, you see and Rich's royalty respect, I really had to dig back in the past. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I really couldn't go so much on the present times. So I had to go dig back in the past. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you see we feel so much of a 70s vibe on Rich's royalty respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because <clears throat> I had to go back. Your album, the album, I mean, it seems like your album process is that you always, no matter which album, and you've had many, you always have kind of a storyline to them. So the, my question is, do you think the album itself is a dying form? Because a lot of times it seems rappers are just going for that one-hit wonder single. Right. I mean, when I was making Rich's Royalty Respect, I, I was knowing that um, I wasn't catering 
to exactly what the hip hop audience of, of, of the present times is, is um, you know, asking for. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? I had to, number one, I don't think I would have been able to do another album unless it would have came from deep within my soul. You know oh, what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because I didn't want to just sit there and rap about anything. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the energy in me to do that. Right. So this album was strictly for G-Rap fans, um, underground hip-hop fans, anybody that appreciates the true essence of hip-hop and the grassroots of it, which is, which is storytelling, lyrical, um, actually being creative, concepts, you know what I mean, things of that nature, anybody that appreciates that, the grassroots of hip-hop, this album was for them. Mm. There's something about your style, I, I, I want to kind of compared to Raekwon. Like, Raekwon does something to, like, the rest of the Wu members that I think a lot of artists can't do, and that's he makes them step up their game. And it seems like the people that joined you on uh, Rich's, uh, Rich's Royalty and Respect had to also step up their game when it came to rapping alongside you. So I'm wondering, do you, are you still able to... Do you, do, do you still do what you used to do with... Uh, I know Big Daddy came back in the day where you guys used to spit verses on the phone together and try to top one another? Or do you still do that? And do you do, you do that with other rappers that uh, join you on the album? I think uh, anytime I do a feature with anybody and and, and the artist knows that they, they're going to have G-Rap on the track, you know what I'm saying? Whether, whether it's the artist himself that calls for um, that calls for G-Rap to uh, be on the track with him, or if it's um, maybe the producer and he, and he lets the artist know, yo, I'm going to have G-Rap on this track too. I think that right there, people knowing people knowing in general that G-Rap is going to be on the same track that they on, people kind of know, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, I got to come with my, I got to, I got to bring my A game to the table. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like how you was mentioning, like with me and Kane back in the days, it was sometimes, it was things that me and Kane did where we wasn't really even being competitive with each other. And it, we was just basically, it just turned out to be that way because we was like the two spitters of the camp. Right. You know what I'm saying? We was, we was those two lyricists, you know what I'm saying, that just spit crazy like that. So it, every time we, me and him landed on something together, it sounded like it was a competition, like we might have been going at it. But and Okay, this is my, my last question, I promise. Uh, if you, if you stop if you stop rapping today, which album or which song would would you wanna would you want people to know you for? Oh man, I can't even narrow it down <laughs> to one album. <laughs> well, you you you've oh, well, only had a twenty something year career. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you the first albums that come to the top of my head, and and, and the ones I had the most fun doing, and and and, and um, I feel like it's some of my best work. Um, wow, wow. One of that or alive. I mean, Rose the Riches too, but one of that or alive. Um, Love and Let Die. Um, Roots of Evil. And this album right here, Riches, Royalty, Respect. I think I had the most fun doing these albums because... I think uh, I think the the finished product turned out to be exactly what I expected it to be. Nice. As far as as far as direction, vibes, and and and, and since I'm I'm um, known for storytelling, 
being cinematic. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. most, yeah, I really love my cinematic albums. You know what I'm saying? The ones that the ones that stand out to be the most um, visual yeah. Um, yeah. albums. You know what I'm saying? Those are those are like my pride and joy, um, pride and joy right there. Because <clears throat> I mean, I'm a writer. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't just limit myself to just being a rapper or a lyricist. I'm overall a, a writer, period. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I'm writing on like um, two movie scripts. Oh wow, nice. You know what I'm saying? And so the albums that display that that writing talent, those are the ones that stand the closest to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I really love the um, I really love writing. And um, creating visuals. And you and and you know definitely, I mean, listening to you from when I was younger to now, you definitely uh, create those visuals that I think all of us as rap fans, even just lyrics fans, appreciate so much. And I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, no, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Cool G Rap. This is Tim Einigho with another segment of At the Library. Make sure to check us out on rapstation.com and hiphopgods.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.